Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling, here with my co-host Sarah Ferguson on a very special bonus podcast of a Goofy movie. Sarah, how are you? I am very excited. Um, A Goofy Movie is such a legendary movie, and I am beyond honored because we have a very special guest. Mm, Very special. Would you say it's an extremely special (laughs) guest? I would say that um, I am goofed to bits over this guest. Let me live my life. Let me live my okay. life. Sarah's going for the bit. Sarah's going for the bit. Um, yeah. We have a special guest here with us. It is the one, the only KFC, Karen from Canada, Karen Mack. Karen, how are you? I'm good. How are you both? Fabu. Stuffed so, to bits. Got, <laughs> got, oh, goofed, yeah. Goofed, goofed to bits. I goofed. Yeah. So I kind of said this on our last pod, but... You know, you are the third member and actually the pioneer woman of our girl gang. And I'm just like, so, I, you know, if it wasn't for Karen, there would be no shit 90 shows, Tommy. Wow. Just very true. That's true, actually. It's true. So, Karen, um, how do you feel being responsible for this hot mess? <laughs> Well, I mean, I I don't know if I feel responsible for this, but I feel responsible for creating my own uh, listener uh, anxiety because I cannot never keep up with all your content. (laughs) So that's what I feel like I've created um, more than anything. She's created a monster that she no longer can control nor keep track of. (laughs) What have I I done? Yeah, and am I your best um, person that you manage, being my manager and all? (laughs) Uh, yes, of course. I And, you know, I do my best to coddle you so that you don't go anywhere else. Yeah, I need and a lot of coddling. Everybody knows that. She's a Pisces. She needs the coddle. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, uh, she, she wanted me to come on. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do your podcast. And then it took like half a year. And then I'm, I'm, now I'm here. So. Yeah, yeah. I had to. We had to beg. We had to beg. But... Karen's not an easy guest to book. You need to like separate all the Skittles by color. Like she only drinks certain types of beverages that you need to have available in her room. Yeah, so. strangely, only water or sparkling water. Wonder why that is. <laughs> but it's not. It's very specific sparkling water. I hate sparkling. Like I hate carbonated beverages. No bubbles. So, like, no bubbles. Yeah, <laughs> but the bubbles they have to be very <laughs> tiny bubbles. Yeah, she specifically requests that you bring her sparkling water and then make it flat for her to drink first. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's very, very. demanding. Followed <laughs> um, by writer. Exactly. Exactly. We got that. It was nine pages long. Yeah. Incredible. 
Um, so Karen, the um, create one of the creators of the Wombat Water podcast, is joining us today to talk about a very special movie in most of our childhoods, I think. And it is a goofy movie from 1995. And Karen was the one who suggested this movie. So Karen, why did you want to do this movie on Shit 90 Shows Tommy? Okay, so... Well, why? Well, I don't really, I didn't really watch um, TV growing up. And so I watched a lot of Disney movies. That's just mostly the type of movies we had. Um, And they're all animated. So I watched this movie several times. I think it's one of the coolest movies of all the Disney movies. Um, Has really great music. And the story is just kind of cute. So that's why. Yeah, when I rewatched this, I definitely had conflated this and an extremely goofy movie, and I did not exactly remember the plot when I started watching it, and then it kind of like all came back to me, and it was very specifically like the goofy laugh and the what's it called the the scream that like iconic scream that's in like Wil- Wilhelm scream. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like it's like an iconic scream that's in a lot of movies. And it's when uh, Goofy, at the end, he falls through the porch. It's like uh, the scream that he yells. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's like the it, it's like in all the old like classic like mm-hmm. Looney Tunes or old uh, cartoons. I know what you're talking about. I think it's like yeah. the Wilhelm scream, but mm. definitely. And I think this is like something that. I used to watch this movie whenever it was on television. Like, the, I specifically remember watching it when it ever came on Disney. Um, Sarah, what about you? Were you, like, a huge fan of this when you were a kid? Yeah, I think that I've definitely seen it a lot when I was a kid, enough so that there was nothing that I really forgot about when I was doing a rewatch. Um, I don't think it was one of my favorite favorites, but I watched enough um, the sequel I watched too, and I know that you kind of confused them. I love anything that has to do with like college life because I'm really trying to get back to those four years pathetically. So I think that the goof, extremely goofy movie really stuck with me in a different sort of way. But um, I think that overall, like the music and the plot points, I definitely still connected with. Um, that you know, you know, I love a sappy story. So beneath the goofiness of the movie, we of course have a very heartfelt message, um, which I enjoy too. Yeah, it's a it is a really cute um, like father son story, um, and I didn't even realize that this was like based off of a show, like the Goof Troop. And then they just, like, aged Max up for the movie itself. Oh, I didn't even realize yeah. that. Yeah, my fiancé said that he watched the Goof Troop a whole lot, but I never watched the Goof Troop. I don't think I did either. Uh, Karen, did you watch it? You said you didn't watch a lot of television, so were you familiar with the Goof Troop show? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Does um, anybody know where Max's mom is in all of this i think goofy's always been a single dad from my recollection um i don't know that maybe they explore that in goof troop but i never i don't think they ever gave us an explanation on where she was hmm. um well i also wanted to share that this 
is a connection with uh, Boy Meets World because, uh, you know, full circle moments. So uh, Max, the voice of Max is Jason Marsden, which um, is Jason, who plays Jason Marsden in Boy Meets World. So that is um, Eric's best friend starting at the end of season one. So, um, and he also is in a ton of other stuff. He's like a prominent voice actor. He's like always bopping around, truly. Yeah, he's in a he's in a ton of stuff. Um, Karen, I know you're not really familiar with Boy Meets World, but on the character he plays Jason on Boy Meets World, like I he's only been a few episodes so far that we've seen in season one, but I like really don't like him. <laughs> Which is surprising considering how I feel like I mean, I guess Max I don't know, would you find Max likable? I don't know. Okay, so Max has issues. I don't know. He He's a hater to start off with. I mean, I don't know. Okay, Karen, do you, who is it that you relate to more? Like, are you more of like the Goofy or are you more of the Max? Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't, well, okay, so. As a kid, I don't think I related to either. <laughs> I just thought they were just really goofy, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. Um, but I think if you made me choose one of the two, I guess uh, maybe more goofy. I don't know. I don't really relate to Max because I wasn't that kind of teenager. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I would be annoyed if my dad was like suddenly like, oh, by the way, we're going on this vacation. You're not getting any notice. And like, meanwhile, Max had plans for that night. Like, can't we go tomorrow? You know? Well, yeah, we're next week. But yeah, but I mean, yeah, go ahead. No, I guess Goofy only was able to get off that very day. It doesn't seem very practical. Um, They definitely needed um, some, I don't know. So apparently, um, according to the IMDb, Daffy Daffy Duck, is that who? Donald Duck? Donald Duck. Mix up my Daffy ducks. Daffy is Looney Tunes. Duck, like, which duck is the duck? So Donald Duck uh, played a um, a travel agent at, at one, I don't know if this was like a cut scene or mm-hmm. if this was some sort of like first draft of the script. So, I mean, Donald Duck is kind of a moron. So he's probably like, look, I got all I got is tomorrow and you better leave now. Like for this uh, travel agent. But I, I like how they rewrote it to be that this was a special trip between Goofy and Goofy's dad that they did years ago, and they're repeating the same trip, mm-hmm. um, this vacation. Okay, but the thing was is that the impetus for this trip was Max getting in trouble, and Goofy felt the urgency to save his son. Yes. Okay. And so, so like, let's, you yeah. know, he, he, Max didn't even get a chance to explain to him that there was a party, but even if there were a party... I don't think Goofy would have let him go. That's um, true. He like he's fr- afraid that Max is going to like get the quote unquote electric chair because he got in trouble at school one single time. <laughs> Which means, uh, and the last day of school. So does that even count? You can't even get detention. Can you get detention on the last day of school? It's not well, like you can get would suspended. Would a principal want to give detention on the last day of school? Yeah, who wants to No, stay because there? the principal is going to have to 
watch like the kids. So no, the principal wants to go to their summer house in South, uh, in you know the Jersey Shore. The principal's got to go. Yeah, I. I don't know. I just felt like if I was Max, I would be annoyed too because like he didn't even get a chance to like pack his bag. Like he just gets home and his dad's like, "Come on, son, we're going on a trip." Like well, you're not getting any notice, right? But like I want to pack my own stuff. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, Max didn't change his clothes once in this entire show. <laughs> okay, if you look at what was on the card, do you think that Goofy missed? Like he packed the whole house. <laughs> Packed the whole house, but yet Max still didn't change his clothes. He was like, "Nope, this red sweater and blue jeans is going to be doing." Which actually, Jess, did you realize that this is the same outfit that Corey wore in like the last episode of Boy Meets World that we watched? That's wild. That is so insanely correct. (laughs) Yeah, same exact outfit. The red sweatshirt. Yes. With Incredible. the denim jeans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Same light wash jeans. It is su- it yes. is a classic 90s outfit. Like, honestly. Look at us. That's very funny. Meanwhile, like, Goofy has his, like, signature Goofy look with, like, the, like, the sea foamy teal shorts and, like, a lime green, like, turtleneck sweater type thing. And then that, like, hideous yeah. orange vest. Yeah. So do you think that Max's crime is uh, deserving of such punishment? Mm, I don't know. Like, he did take over, like, a school assembly, I guess you would call it. He did break some things. He could have gotten really hurt, too, being up on that, like, flying trapeze type of device. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Being, tra- I don't know how did they say Karen how long this trip was going to be because he had to travel pretty far like all the way over to like West Coast. No, I, there is no timeline. I think that's part of why Max is horrified because he doesn't know when he's going to come back. He doesn't know if he'll ever see Roxanne again. Love Roxanne. She's the star. She really is. Uh, Roxanne, voiced by Kelly Martin, who I did not recognize, but apparently she's been in like. A lot of television shows, Army Wives, Private Practice, like she's in a ton of stuff. Um, ER. I and I especially love. Okay, so we need to talk about this. Goofy and Max are dogs, right? Like that's a yes. commonly known thing. Goofy's a dog because Pluto's yeah. a dog too, and it doesn't make sense why Pluto yeah, yeah, yeah. can't talk and all that. Now, what the hell is Roxanne? She's a dog, but she doesn't have like floppy ear. Like what? But she her, looks like a human, except for her nose. Her ears are her, like human ears. Her dad's a pit bull, though. Oh. I wonder what her mom looks like. <laughs> Who knows? See, and, okay, but is Goofy a dog? I think, like, yes, he's dog-like, but he does have fingers and toes. We need to talk about the toes. And I mean, it's interesting, because, like, Pete and PJ have like the pointy ear, like pointy dog yeah. ears. So what are they? It's uh, dogs. very interesting. I think they're just, are they just, I think we have to accept that they are dog-like creatures, but they're not okay, so, dogs. Yeah. So Pete and PJ. They use toilets. <laughs> have you ever seen Zootopia? Like, you know yes. how in Zootopia... There's like a rabbit neighborhood and then there's like 
There's different neighborhoods. Like this is okay. The, this is the dog city. They're all dogs. But if you go to a different part of this world, there's a duck city where Daffy and Donald hang out, and then there's like a mouse city, and you can like hang out with each other. But this is okay. the dog neighborhood because they're all dogs. That's fair. I'm just like, if we're going to have to put, like, let's pretend we have to, like, put breeds on these characters. Like, we had, like, Max and Goofy have, like, the long flopsy ears, right? Like, yeah. but then you um, look at a character. Uh, what's that? What's the character that's obsessed with cheese? What is a uh, Bobby? What the hell is by, he? A... Uh, 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 Okay, so a, a can dog. I just clarify something here? So I just yeah. Googled, is Goofy a dog? And mm-hmm. um, the first entry is a Wikipedia entry, which is, Goofy is a funny animal cartoon character, and, Go- and blah, blah, blah. Goofy is a tall anthropomorphic dog. Okay. That's what it says. He's an anthropomorphic dog. And it's funny because some of the other questions underneath is, what kind of cow is Goofy? Is Goofy a cow or? The next I one, feel like he looks more further like a down dog is, than a cow. Is Goofy a cow or a, or a dog or a dog? At first, oh I read it, read it as dog rabbit, but it's just is Goofy a cow or a dog? What kind? What breed of dog is Goofy? Okay, let's see. The long ears Goofy like is a humanized hound mix. That makes I sense. Can, okay. Because he does, I, like, the howling. The, yes. You know? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. I can see that. that. Okay. So that's, like, the fox and the hound dog. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I'm Who fine. is Goofy girlfriend? Mrs. Geef. Mrs. Geef? So he, Who Mr. is she? Goof, Mr. Goof married Mr. Mrs. Geef? Well, I don't know. Let's see. Wait, hold on. Search for who is <laughs> Goofy is... girlfriend. This is wild. Oh, she looks human. This is kind of scary. Oh, no. Oh, no. We don't like that. Oh, we no. Don't, we don't like this. <laughs> We're not cool with that. She does not belong Mm-mm. in the dog neighborhood. No, no, no. Oh. Um, she looks like she's a teacher. Oh, she's like Roxanne, so she has like a little like button nose. nose. Okay, but that's what I'm saying with Roxanne. Like she literally looks essentially human, except for her nose. I think she's small um, ears. She's human ears. Look at her ears; they look like human. I think that Roxanne is like Lassie in my mind. Oh, with the hair, with her hair, her long. But how did she get created if her dad is like a pit bull? We Don't didn't ask see questions. her mom. That's true. We Pete. didn't see her mom. She, no, I think she looks kind of like a cocker spaniel. I can see that too. I yeah, can see that too. I could see that. Something with long hair for sure. Um. Okay. P and PJ, like a like a pincher, miniature pincher, because they have the little short spiky ears. I was thinking more like maybe like a Frenchie, like a French could bulldog. Be. Could be. Um. Yeah, I I specifically. Pete annoys me, but I really loved PJ. <laughs> PJ is just trying to live his best life. He's a supportive friend. Mm-hmm. He goes along with the plan. He's a good listener. He's a good dancer. Thank goodness um, Mr. Max has PJ on his side, because if not, I don't know what he would have. He would have Bobby. Okay. I'm about to blow your mind. Oh, okay. great. 
ready. Spill the tea. People who also ask, what kind of animal is PJ from a goof- Goofy movie? Mm-hmm. P. Jr. Species, anthropomorphic kitten or cat? No! He's a no, cat? No! <laughs> Get out of here. Now I need to look him up. This okay, is that makes sense why, why his dad is so, like, obese. Because, like... Yeah, like cats get more like really big compared to dogs who get really big. You know what I mean? I guess. Yeah, they just like look chubbier around the middle. And it explains why Pete is so mean. (laughs) I mean he's so mean to Goofy specifically. But then it's interesting because it's like it's like opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Like you have like Pete and Goofy where Pete like hates Goofy, but then you have like PJ and Max where they're like the dog and the cat that like cuddle together, you know? Mm-hmm. I love the story that we're just weaving together. I'm, I'm really, I'm really out of sorts. I'm not going to lie. And really also confused. Pete and PJ wear gloves too. Well, okay. Uh, I mean, But Roxanne doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Only the men have to send wear gloves. you... I'm going to send you a photo. Look at this photo. Okay. He okay. does look, Let's PJ see. does look like a kitty cat here. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. He has like his ears like are pushed back. Um, yeah. He has like and, a sad cat face on. But then look at his hands. They're like Mickey Mouse hands. Mm-hmm. But there's only four digits. But then it's like, you know what's really weird about Goofy, like the Goofy, the Goofs, is that they have those two teeth. Like yes. The, that's yeah. really weird. That's not like a dog. Were no, you it's like a dog. Go ahead. Um, I was just wondering if you're concerned about their dental health when they started opening up soup cans with their two front teeth. <laughs> that was very concerning. This is like, you know, actually, this reminds me of my dog because he has more than just two front teeth, but he loves to like pick up rocks and like carry them around. So mm-hmm. his, are they incisors, the like sharp ones on the top and bottom? They're, yeah. like, not as sharp as they used to be because he carries rocks all the time. And so it's, like, shaved oh. them down a bit. So I wonder if that's what happened to to Goofy and <laughs> Max. <laughs> Maybe. I think that's what happened. Um, okay, so I, I sent know. a photo of Roxanne's dad. And so he's got a red mohawk type do. And so that's where the red hair comes from. Yeah. And, like, and a 5 the, o'clock shadow. Right. right. And the ears are, like... They're not, they're, you know, they're like, I could see how her ears ended up more human-like. Like, they're round. They don't have fur on them. He looks more like a bulldog because he has, like, an underbite. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's confirmed that Roxanne is at least half bulldog. Interesting. We've gotten there. We're just educating all the listeners. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe her her hair is blocking the full view of what her ears are like. Mm. I don't know. We see them with like her ears are pierced too, which is interesting. Um, Um, I do see there is a there is a photo I see here with her ears and they do look very human. It's more I so I would be curious to see what her mom really does look like. Um, but yeah, yeah no moms in this movie. Human. It's it's Dad City all over the place. Um, yeah. with Pete and PJ and Goofy and Max and then Roxanne and her dad. We don't get any moms. Oh my god, present. is this fan art? There's a picture of Max and Roxanne in the future with their child. 
Someone did oh, fan no. art for that. That's hilarious. Yeah. And the 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 child is a little girl, and she's I don't know. It's okay, I guess. Okay. Send um, that over. We'll post. Anyway, that was we a big tangent. Yeah, yeah. So now that we know what types of animals all these characters are. <laughs> Um, why don't we talk a little bit? What do you guys want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the music? Because I know that was like, it's a pretty iconic set of songs. Um, I think it's like a big talking point that everyone loves about this movie is the the music. Sure. Um, I didn't totally, obviously, I remembered a few of the songs. I just didn't remember it as like a total musical, which it's not like every single scene there's a song which i appreciate but there are some really good bops on this um in this movie and i've been there's a soundtrack on spotify i've been listening it along i came on uh to the recording the, today singing to jessica my uh <laughs> my songs which you know i mean i you two are singers i've never claimed to be so uh you ca- probably could have done without that I didn't remember this being, like you said, Sarah, like, I thought it was a Disney movie that had songs, but not that the characters sang those songs. I did not remember that being a plot point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't remember most of, like, the words to any of the songs beyond the one I think I remembered the most was On the Open Road. Like, that was the one yeah, that stuck in yeah. my mind the most. So I kind of, I know, Sarah, you ranked them. I kind of ranked them. Well, I have, like, a few being, like, the front runners for me. Karen, do you have, like, one or two specific songs that you think are, like, the most iconic from the movie? Um, so Eye to Eye is pretty iconic. The last song, that's Powerline single. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, like, Michael Jackson-esque, because that's what Powerline basically is to all these kids. Um, so I think that's one of, like, the best, like, most radio-friendly songs from that time. And then Standout's really good. That's another mm-hmm. Powerline song. Um, but outside of those two singles, um, I actually feel like a lot of the music is very musical-like. So On the Open Road is a very musical number. Like the ending, the last part of the song is like a finale in a musical. And they've got like mm-hmm. a whole ensemble dancing yes. and singing. And there's an airplane that flies over. And it's like very yeah. grandiose. Um, and all the cars surrounding them and yeah, all the cast characters. Yeah, that yeah. scene was very fun. Mm-hmm. It, it was like fun. um it was like um La La Land, the first scene of La La Land. Be- I guess neither of you have seen La La Land. <laughs> I've seen La La Land. No, I've seen it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a lot it's a, like obviously goofier huh, than than La La Land, but yeah, it's that you're right. It does cuz they're on the like the highway. Um, yeah, I, I do, I do like on the open road and that's a good point, Karen, about, about power line and like those two songs, because basically power line is a mixture of like Bobby Brown, Prince and Michael Jackson kind of all combined into one. Um, and it makes a lot of sense. I think it's really fun to have like in a kid's movie to have like this um major you know uh singer you know person character in the movie that has their own like set of like singles that play on the movie i think that was like a really fun aspect to the movie yeah and so like even even the ballads um there's like a duet between max and goofy right before the waterfall 
And yeah. if you listen to it without even, like, if you, like, closed your eyes and listened to it, you would, like, you could hear, you could see that being a song, like, at a breaking point of a musical. Like, just, mm-hmm. when I was listening to it, it was, like, the vibrato and the emotion, and it's, like, a very musical-type song, um, like, American music-type, American musical-type song, um, and... Yeah, like I feel like a lot of this, a lot of the music here is um, could be turned into a musical. Mm-hmm. And wasn't I know you had sent us an article when we first talked about coming on and talking about a goofy movie. Was that didn't that article reference a lot of the the musical inspiration in the um, in the movie itself? I think Sarah, I think you read it. You had read the article too. Uh, yeah, I read the article. It was, this particular article was really interesting because it was from a black man's perspective how, in his opinion, arguably um, a goofy movie is the most black um, Disney movie that's ever come out because of certain themes um, and, of course, having a um, an icon of Powerline being like such a major black force and a movie like a rock star or a pop star Mm -hmm. since he's supposed to be emulated by Michael Jackson and Prince and Bobby Brown. So having that, um, this is of course before, um, you know, it took until um, a, a princess and the frog for there to be a black lead in a Disney movie. But before this was before that, and this was basically a major force uh, power line being um, a black like lead or heavy presence in this movie. So that was what the article was about. And yes, it did reference having, um, you know, taking inspiration from major pop artists in the 90s. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's that's a really good point I really hadn't thought of. And I get like once you hear the songs from Powerline, it, you do kind of realize like wow, they really did take inspiration from like especially Michael Jackson, I think. Like yeah. those songs are so Michael Jacksony. Like it's insane. Um yeah. and they do kind of they're like earworms. Like they definitely get stuck in your head. Yeah. Um, the dance moves as well. There's like moonwalks and like the specific at the end when Max told um, Goofy to do the um, perfect cast. The, like the the perfect catch mm-hmm. or the perfect cast. What was it? Cast. Um, you know, as a dance move. And then like, ev- I mean, everybody started doing the dance move as well. Um, but those were like very Michael Jackson-esque dance moves too. Yeah, that's so. true. And in, in the beginning, I think he did like they used the fire extinguisher as like a fog machine when he was moonwalking on the stage at like the school assembly. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was that was really funny. Uh, yeah. That scene. So some of my favorite songs, I did rank them, but um, I had on the open road as my number one pop bop. Um, it was the most memorable for me, and I don't know why. I just like it's really does stick in my head, and um, stand out and eye to eye were you know back to back in like a fave. Um, after today, which was the first song um that is in the movie where Max is like late for school and he's like on his way, and all the kids in the school are talking about how it's like the last day of school before summer. 
Um, it's a fun song. It's very Broadway. Um, it yes. feels mm-hmm. like very like Newsies type. And then um, uh, nobody else but you um, is a good song. That's what Karen was mentioning earlier, where it's um, on the river and they are about to go down the waterfall. And then my last ranked song. I don't know if this counts. But we got, like, Lester's Possum Park, which my biggest part, like, my biggest issue with this entire movie, I think, is Lester's Possum Park. Thank you. Yes. Will, so Will watched this with me. And the moment that that screaming child came on screen, he was like, even as a kid, I hated her or him. I don't remember. (laughs) But yeah, he's like, even as a kid, I could not stand that character (laughs) just wailing and screaming at the Possum Park. (laughs) Okay, so what is your biggest issue with Possum Park? Okay, so they're on the road trip, and so Goofy has to... Goofy and Max are on their way, and um, they're following the same map and the same, like, attractions that Goofy went to. And for whatever reason, Goofy thinks it's a good idea to take his, like, 16-year-old son to go see, like, this janky-ass, like sideshow attraction and this one in particular is Lester's Possum Park so this is an animatronic like possum show kind of like Chuck E. Cheese but with just possums and it's like like a hoedown like country like but everybody there is children so it's like it's embarrassing like he's too old for this like Goofy must have been Eight when he went on this trip with his dad. There's no way that Goofy was like 16 years old and appreciated this trip um, or this specific attraction. This specific, or just because <laughs> it's Goofy. Okay, see how fine. amazed and like happy Goofy was when he took the photo. He went upside down. Yeah, I think Goofy okay. was okay. would have been into it, it no matter what age. Just saying. Okay, but know your kid. Like know yes. your kid. You know that Max is not going to like this type of stuff. So, um, so yeah, I mean, Max was being a very big sour grape. Like, I think that I would have, um, really hemmed and hawed at this possum park as well. But at a certain point, like, you have to turn it around and, like, go full deep in the crazy, you know? Like, if you're living in this world of Lester's Possum Park, the only way that you survive is if you, like, ironically make fun of it. You know what I mean? Like, mm. put on the possum hat. Like, do a hoedown dance. Get into it. Like, that's the only way you're going to thrive in this situation. Right, but they were, like, too pushy about it. Was it, what was the possum's name? It was, like, Lester or something creepy. Yeah, Lester. And he was, like, let's be real. There's a reason his name was Lester. And it's because yeah. he's too touchy. He's too touchy. Very, very touchy. People he doesn't know. Don't give people hugs, Lester. Back up. Yeah. I did not appreciate that. The funny thing is that this did, like, bring up some memories for me of a... There was a, a restaurant in the mall when I was a kid that, like, I always... Anytime we were, like, picking somewhere to eat when we, like, rarely... We would, like, occasionally go out to dinner at a restaurant. And as a kid, I always wanted to go. It was a place called Bugaboo's. I don't know if anybody... I'm sure there's, like, different types of this same style of restaurant other places, but its specific name was Bugaboo's. And when you'd walk in, they'd have, like, animal heads on the walls and stuff that, like, spoke. 
And they were, oh. like, kind of similar, like, animatronic things all over the restaurant. And as a kid, it was, like, so much fun. I imagine if I went as an adult, I would hate it so much. But, like, yeah. this reminded me of it so much. Like, as a kid, you'd think this was, like, so fun. But then as you get yeah. older, you're like, ooh, the magic is, like, not there anymore. Yeah. Well, that reminds me of the Rainforest Cafe, which is literal mm. hell. Um, <laughs> but I liked that place. No, it's fun but it's so loud it's so loud there's elephants the monkeys get unruly like you definitely can't have a conversation with the person in front of you yeah it's like any like themed restaurant though right like all themed restaurants are like that like even texas roadhouse which has like amazing like those amazing hawaiian rolls with like the cinnamon um butter anybody no okay um i haven't had it you haven't had it, Karen? Do they have Texas Roadhouse up there? I they mean, have I Ottawa's know. Roadhouse. Ottawa's Roadhouse. <laughs> Toronto's Roadhouse, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they basically have these, like, Hawaiian rolls that, like, the butter is, like, a whipped butter, but it has, like, a cinnamony sugar type of taste. And when you combine the two, it's really good. But anyway, point being, when you go to Texas Roadhouse... It is, like, so fucking loud in there. And not only that, but it's, like, loud country music. And they even do some, like, dancing and stuff. This is obviously, like, pre-COVID times. But, like, it wasn't even worth it. I'm like, can I get my food to go? Because I don't want to sit through this nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) But I think this is, yeah, this is definitely, like, Chuck E. Cheese-esque. Or even Disneyland has these animatronic, like, singing things. So I feel like it was a nod to that. But uh, why? Like, Karen. Would you enjoy Lester's Possum Park? Okay, so I hear what you're saying, that it's like Chuck E. Cheese or Texas Roadhouse, but when I was watching it last night, I realized what this was. This is, Lester's Possum Park is a parody of Disney's Country Bear Jamboree. Oh, Mm. yes, 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 okay. Right, because it's got, got it's yeah. just a theater, right, and it's got mm-hmm. animatronic singing animals. Mm-hmm. There's a mascot that you hug, and there's the country music, and yes. so when you really think about it, it is like a crazy contrast to the Disney experience. There's if you I like really paid attention to that because I when I was looking at it or watching it, mm-hmm. I was like they did a really good job to make this feel very like cheap and like just mm-hmm. <laughs> very funny yeah like, like very, in like, eyes like, like low falling grade. out yeah, yeah like so there's garbage all over the floor there's trash and then the animatronic is like broken which you know would never happen at disney um there's like an old guy who basically runs the park and he's probably been there since he dropped out of high school and uh you know like it's just yeah he doesn't bother fixing anything like he just doesn't care yeah. and like well the lester's gosh, head is just like, like on backwards like, Bye, see you what i said lester's head was like on backwards as well well like... yeah max was able to flip it like spin it around so that he was his head went yeah. backwards. And um, I don't know who played the mascot, but he's probably next in line after the old guy dies to take over the park. So you know how that's going to go. Uh, so, you know, it's just... And then, like, the people who are there are very much probably, like, locals, you know, like, country folk. Uh, mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. even, the kids seem to be really enjoying it. I mean, that's fine. But, like, Max is from the city. He's got high expectations, you know. Mm-hmm. 
He's friends with Pete, and you saw their RV. So, yes. you know, like, Max is a city kid, and, a, like, kind of a privileged city kid who's got, like, mm-hmm. very extra privileged friends. And so, like, yeah. what is this to him? Like, to, to the people locally, like, this is very exciting, and, you know, like, that's cool. But, yeah, not for Max. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a... Yeah, and I think that's a common thing where, like, Goofy assumes that Max will like everything that Goofy liked at maybe probably at his age or at least when he was a child and 90% of the time that seems incorrect or at the very yeah. least that Max's like mind is just elsewhere like he just has no time for this because all he could think about is like I'm supposed to be with Roxanne and I, now I have to li- I lied to her and now I have to find my way to get to a Powerline concert and and right. on and on and on um and actually I remembered like that in my mind, in my memory of this movie, PJ had, like, a much bigger presence. Like, I remembered the RV scene very vividly, and it mm-hmm. was, like, in my mind, it went on a lot longer than it actually did. But I was yeah. surprised that PJ wasn't in it more. Because it was so impressive. This RV had everything. It had not only a pool, but a hot tub. It also had a bowling alley on the top, and it had, like, inside, it was, like, the Spice World van. Like, it was... Anything and everything that you can imagine. Yeah. So, like, um, sorry, I suppose think this. I had this thought about Goofy and Max. So, mm-hmm. like, you can tell that Goofy comes from like a very humble, like, background and, and family. Yeah. Because he loved, you know, the Possum Park and everything, and um, you know, the places that they went to eat and, and that kind of thing are very humble. And then you, when Max takes over the road trip, look at where they go. They go like ski doing, uh, mm-hmm. like by a, a wait beachside. Ex- wait, was hold it? on. What was that? Ski do. Ski do. Ski do is like a specific brand of a jet ski. Oh, okay. It's like Kleenex tissue. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. I'm okay, sorry, so Karen. They go ski doing. They, um, you know, like uh, by a beachside resort. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go to a monster truck rally full of people. They go to an amusement park and like, look at where Goofy's taking him to like a random lake where, uh, you know, it's so empty and void of people that Bigfoot lives there. Uh, they go to <laughs> Lester's Blossom Park. They like, and, and so, and, and, you know, they, they take like the long way and that has no like city stops. To the park, uh, to the, not park, to the lake, like destiny. And like it kind of loops around if you want, if you look at the map. And so, I mean, that's one thing that's like, it's very generational um, kind of movie. And so <laughs> it's kind of, and then you, you see it like even more contrasted when you see Pete bring his RV around, which like, yes, right. I agree. And, and like, they've got like seven fishing poles uh, lined up against like a, a, Vin- uh, varnished wood panel like it's very fancy um, so fancy yeah and, and he, then, yeah, it's like, so big that pete doesn't even know where pj is oh, he's, uh, he's in there somewhere you know yeah yeah he loses his son in there yeah you're right especially like i'm thinking when max um has them stop at like a hotel there's like fish in the waterbed like it's absolutely wild and then like that's when you know goofy finds out i don't know i like 
it was interesting to see Goofy's reaction, right? Like you get this scene where you have uh, Goofy and Max and they either have to go left or right. And one way is to Los Angeles and the other way is to where Goofy thinks they're going or Goofy wants them to go, you know, the, the lake or whatever. And Max has to make this split decision and they both kind of like Max knows he messes up and Max kind of realizes that Goofy knows somehow. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that that was kind of when, you know, I definitely empathized a bit more with Goofy. Like I felt for him a bit that like his son's going to like lie to him and he just kind of sucks it up. He doesn't say yeah. to Max that he knows, you know. Right. Um, but well, I, th- I love that part. Yeah. He put a lot of trust in Max. Like. You know, mm-hmm. Pete had been giving Goofy parenting advice throughout the whole entire sh- movie. And Goofy came to realize that, you know, not, you know, being a parent is not like a copy and paste thing. You have to adjust per child, of course. You know, mm-hmm. we're experts because we're not mothers. So, but, um, <laughs> yes. Um, so, dog moms, yes. But, so essentially, like, he, Goofy comes to the decision that he wants to give Max the responsibility of being the navigator, which is, like, a high honor. And the fact that, you know, he finds out, like, he sees the map and he sees that Max did change the map to go to California instead of Idaho. It was a it was heartbreaking to him because he he trusted his kid and you know he was saying to Pete like look like you're wrong like you don't know my kid like I know my kid. But in this instance he's like oh shit like Pete's right like this mm-hmm. sucks. I put my trust into him and he wants Max to be better and do better and he expects more from Max. But I mean I mean it's like a little dumb. It clearly says Idaho or California. It's like, and Goofy's yeah, I like, wait. About that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, Goofy's like, which one do we go to? Do we go to California or Idaho? Like, which one? <laughs> but also, like, he changed the map. So, like, what if they were to go to California and, like, Goofy didn't know, quote unquote, like, what were they supposed to, like, you know, what was Max supposed, yeah. to, supposed to tell I think Max Goofy. is going to be like, oh, oh, while we're here, we might as well go to a Powerline concert. I thought it was actually really sweet of Goofy that, like, even after Max kind of, tri- quote unquote, tricks him, you know, deceives him, that he's, like, still, they make up and he's still willing to, like, bring his son to, like, the Powerline concert. Like, do yeah. something that Max wants to do. Yeah. Um, well, see, here's the thing is, like, that was after they they actually were stuck on the river and finally listened to each other. Mm-hmm. And as much as this is about Max learning, this is also about Goofy learning. So as to, like in terms of parenting. So at the beginning of the movie, he doesn't want to listen to Max. He takes he drags Max on this trip. He wants to do things his way. Um, and like you don't really see it because Goofy is so uh, well meaning. Um, and he's goofy, right? Like, and, and he's mm-hmm. so positive and he's got this whole thing. And then finally, when, when Max betrays him, then you see Goofy is dark, got this gray cloud over him and he's still not listening. And it's not mm-hmm. till they basically are SOL on a river, uh, mm-hmm. about to die, but don't know it yet. And they finally listen. If we listen to each other's hearts, 
right? So, oh my gosh, what a tie-in! <laughs> yeah. So I'm just saying, like, that's what this movie is about. Is anyway. <laughs> I yeah. just realized that just now. That's how brilliant mm-hmm. I am. Uh, yeah. No, I didn't. I mean, it's a vaccine. I just like now I'm making all these connections. I never wouldn't have been That's able it. To. Everybody yeah. get the vaccine. It'll make get you so chip. much smarter. Get the chip. It's going to make you so smart. No, that's a really good point that I really hadn't thought of. Like, I really hadn't thought that deeply about the movie, to be honest, because this is like a childhood cute movie. You know what I mean? But I do think like. I mean, even kids movies, even like teenagers movies have like elements of romance. They always do. It's always like a plot line. But it's such a small plot line in this movie compared to like the larger picture of it, you know? You know Mm -hmm. this movie like hits the right notes for parents when Max is like, when Goofy asks Max when he's trying to uh, hitch a ride after Lester's Possum Park, like, where are you going? Where are you going, Max? And then Max says, Get, trying to get away from you, right? And like that is so that must really hurt for a parent to hear. And like mm-hmm. you can see how hurt Goofy is. And like it's more about at that point in the movie, it's more about what each of them wants and like not caring what the other one thinks. And um so yeah, it's a fun goofy movie, but it really does explore like a parent-child relationship or even just a family relationship um, in yeah, a absolutely. really interesting way. Yeah, I think yeah. it did have a decent amount of like quote-unquote fan service, right? Like we talked about like the Wilhelm scream, but like the goofy laugh and how that's like actually another tie-in with Boy Meets World, Sarah, is we just talked about an episode where like um, they first learn about going through puberty and they watch this projector film in class that kind of says oh you're gonna get your your tele your hormone telegram very soon <laughs> yeah and in that episode both of the the boys sean and Corey, um have interactions with young girls and they both like giggle uncontrollably kind of like a oh, yes. oh my god yes and then then didn't the the max like yuck like that reminded me <laughs> so much yeah and I thought it was such a cute tie-in that like that was his like goofy chuckle like to like flirting with the girl was the hyuk like is like a very obviously notable goofy laugh yeah 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 i think that's like really really good tie-in and Mm -hmm. i i also want to point out how um another big theme of this movie was max being a embarrassed to be goofy's son but b embarrassed to be himself like he Mm. struggles a lot um, talking about how like people make fun of him all the time and they just see him as a goof and like nobody takes him seriously and the thing that he hates about himself the most is a like looking like his dad but b laughing like his dad and that's the one thing that Roxanne said at the end of the movie that she like really liked about him was his genuine laugh like as soon mm-hmm. as she said I liked you as soon as I heard you laugh for the first time so just like Max learning as long as he's being himself he'll get the girl like he'll get like where he wants to go in life because you know, you just have to be yourself, you 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 know, and accept who you are. And, mm-hmm. you know, Max is a cute kid. He doesn't have to be worried about looking like his dad and, you know, being all bothered by that. I mean, it it is funny when he has that nightmare where, like, you know, oh, he, he turns finds, into him. 
Yeah, so like he he sees Roxanne in like this wildflower field, and she's she's posing like Ariana Grande on like this rock <laughs> on, stone pillar on the stool. Yeah, so <laughs> good, stone so pillar. good. It's, like very tall, and then she like yes. snacks, and then she floats down to him, and then at yes. some point like. He laughs and then his like his snout gets like really long and his teeth grow and it just I don't know that was very like this just the caricature aspect of it was just amazing and yeah. he really does like they really show you like the differences between Max and Goofy and like how they transform like how they what mm-hmm. he like may look like in the future and I'm like yeah well Max is a lot cuter than Goofy but uh, yeah. he is probably scared of turning into like like looking like a goof um yeah yeah the only so thing he has to worry hard. about oh yeah the only thing he has to worry about are those toes truthfully like the toes i don't know what it is about like goofy's toes that grossed me out so much it was just so <laughs> weird well it was just weird that like goofy had toes because he obviously like never see his hands because he's wearing gloves all the time right so i never really thought about goofy having toes because he's always wearing shoes but then in the scene when they're on the car like in the in the river going towards the waterfall like they you see goofy's toes and i'm just like i it was jarring like it was like it was just i was not ready for it i was unexpected i didn't need to see toes i don't know i don't have like a foot thing but like i didn't need to see that Uh, anyway so i i thought it was great that you know as soon as as soon as max told the truth um, Goofy wanted his son's dreams to come true, which mm-hmm. makes me feel like if you just like I know Goofy wasn't really listening, like Max tried to say and like Goofy was like, no, this is what we're doing. But I think that if um, Goofy would have been supportive in some sort of way, he ultimately wanted the time with his son. But I think that it's very impressive that Goofy once again just like used who he was and his like goofy personality to like figure out a way to sneak in to the concert and he's fearless he winds up on stage and uh really rocks it with uh limewire limewire kidding power line (laughs) oh i remember limewire those are those are the days too um yeah, I think that whole thing was cute, especially when you see that, like, even if Goofy is Goofy, like, it does pay off sometimes, and the catch is what saves him on the waterfall, the cast is what saves him on the waterfall, and, you like, you can meet in the middle, right? Like, Max acts like he's so cool. He doesn't have to be a complete goof, like, Goofy, but, mm-hmm. like, he can have some Goofy aspects, and obviously the Goofy aspects about him, like, the Hulk is what, like, Roxanne likes. Like, she says yeah. that, like... Oh, I've liked you ever since I heard you laugh. You know, she just wants yeah. to, him to be himself. Although yeah, she exactly. was into the Powerline concert that he did in the school. Like, she was oh, all yeah. about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Max uh, made it on stage as well. And they're all dancing. Um, I don't know. I feel like it would shut the whole concert would shut down. But Powerline was like, all right, we're doing this. Like, a show's a show. The show must go on. <laughs> they were cool with it. So, oh, yeah. can I no. just say about that concert? Like, did you yeah. see when Max gets in there and he's like, "I don't know if this is a good idea," and then two backup dancers walk by him, and he's like looking at their butts. But those two dancers are very like Ariana Grande, the high ponytail, uh, like the crop top, long like. They predicted leather. Ariana Grande. What yeah, year like, was she born? She at- must have been born around that time. 
Yeah. Let me look. It, it is very, like, have a look at it. It's like. She was born mm. in 93. It's like the Simpsons predictions, but it's the Goofy movie predictions, but specifically <laughs> about Ariana Grande. <laughs> It's like, sorry, guys, we didn't predict, like, anything else, but we did predict Ariana Grande. Hope that's I helpful. Have the, I have the photo, so hold on here. It's oh, yeah, like, in. she's got, yeah, yeah, so she, they all three, they all, they're all the same. They're all, like, the same, I don't know, what, tell me what dog you think they are. Oh, I don't gosh, think they even have. Uh, my favorite part of this podcast is guess what animal this character is and we're wildly off base Um, oh yeah yeah they do they so they're like really skinny they're all wearing like kind of like a sports bra type of crop top black with like really short shorts uh and Mm -hmm. like black boots and they Mm -hmm. have like a high pony um let me see they're miniature greyhounds yeah oh italian yeah iggy's they're italian greyhounds yes that's what they are they are iggy's i see but they're identical they're quadruplets yes (laughs) okay but also what about okay so let's talk about this um singer okay powerline tell me about what you thought about this this character's role in the movie oh so this is um so i think her real name is rosie Gaines. if i'm um you know being led the right way on the internet which you know and she is a um larger lady that has a powerhouse voice that's how i would sum her up and she's powerline's backup singer but she, like, she has her own solo, and, like, I don't remember her singing back up to Powerline. Like, I'm pretty sure Powerline is, does his own vocals. She she's, like, she's, like, kind of... his hype woman or something. She has, like, the shape of, like, Ursula from Little Mermaid. Like, if you put tentacles on her. Yeah. Mm. Um... D- I'm just, I'm very distracted by Rosie Gaines's real hair. Oh. Are you guys getting oh, wow. okay, wait, So in this movie, um, when Goofy, like, accidentally goes into her change room, um, that was, like, very awkward moment, right? Like, she was changing. Mm-hmm. Goofy's yes. done this multiple times. He did it to Max in the beginning of the movie. It's like, yeah, dude, fucking knock, man. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> knock. You gotta knock. You can't just walk in. You never know what's gonna happen. Yeah. But, I mean, she was had a powerhouse voice. There was, um, you know, the background characters to this movie, they're all a little suspect. Uh, we got this, like, Lester guy <sighs> that I'm concerned about. We got... Oh, my... What? There's a lot of sites to say. I just saw, I just was reminded of this back up singer being walked in on and she, she's, she's in her undergarments. <laughs> that, of course she, she is. is. There's not, that's yet. exactly what I was trying to explain before. Not like, okay. She really is changing. Yeah. Yeah. She's in a corset, a, a spicy corset, but her hair's not on. 
That's a problem. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is a movie that, like, if you watched it um, a bunch of times, you would notice, like, even more stuff going on in the background, specifically, like, in the, in the number, what was the, on the open, is it on the open road, right? Um, Yes. Like, all the, like, people in the cars and stuff. Like, there's a lot going on. There was, like, a Michael Jackson figure in there. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot going on in these in the backgrounds of these scenes. Tons, and also uh, tons of hidden Mickeys, tons Mm. of hidden Disney symbols. I saw like a handful of Little Mermaid references. So if you're a person, a Disney appreciator, and you're always on the hunt for references, there's a lot to keep track of. Definitely. What do you, like, if you had to give this like a, I mean, you don't have to necessarily give it a rating out of 10, but like, uh, what did you guys think overall of the movie um, being that I think we all watched it in our childhood. So kind of I feel like sometimes people have like nostalgic goggles on when they watch something. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did what was you what did you think overall of the movie, Sarah? I think it holds up. I mean, I think that there is nothing too problematic. I think it's a like a plot that can carry on to today between Number one, you know, learning how to love yourself and accept yourself and you don't have to lie um, to, you know, get the person that could be right for you Um, to um, also the whole father, son, mother, daughter relationship of it all. Like we I think that that holds up as well too. Um, you know, learning as like a parent or Uh, or, you know, as a daughter, like how to, you know, appreciate your parents for who they are. I mean, in therapy, it's like, you know, they they might not always be exactly what you want, but you have to appreciate um, Mm. them for who they are and what they do. And, um, you know, you it's the whole like buckets thing, you know, you have to you can't keep going to an empty well. Now I'm just going on a tangent. Now I'm just going, I'm spiraling. Uh, <laughs> but no, my point is, is that, you know, I, I think that the 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 whole stories, you know, um, every all the plots still hold up. And, and the fact that Goofy encourages Max at the end to go to Roxanne. And even though, like, even though his, his lie became truth, like, Goofy still encourages his son to tell the truth to Roxanne and say, like, look, I I I did lie to you. I don't really know power line. It you know, I might have been on stage, but I made it happen. I I, I would have liked to see more of an explanation on that because Roxanne was like probably like really, really freaking confused. But I, I like the encouragement of, you know, being better and telling the truth and mm-hmm. and ultimately like Roxanne was just like I still want to hang out with you. I still like you. So how about you, Karen? Like, how do you feel this movie holds up compared to the nostalgia factor? Hmm. I mean, I really like this movie as a kid. And so watching it again, um, I didn't remember all the plot points, um, especially I forgot about the Bigfoot thing. And I know for a fact that when I watched this, I didn't know who Bigfoot was. Or, like, the legend of Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. So, watching it... Like, obviously, I figured out, figured out who Bigfoot was maybe in, like, high school. Um, but I wasn't watching the Goofy movie anymore at that time. So, 
watching it back was kind of fun because like noticing okay who i know who bigfoot now bigfoot is now and like them saying like oh we because they captured uh him on video and saying like oh we're like the only people with footage um so i finally was able to appreciate that um and like noticing that lester's possum park was country bear jamboree basically but like very uh no glam version of it so it's just noticing those things that you know, I love the movie. That's that's like a certain that's certain. But it was just noticing all these other things that and appreciate appreciating them as an adult that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like the I think themes. like yeah, the I think family. this is a unique movie with the the parent like themes, like the father son relationship theme. I don't think we get. I feel like we usually get the romance theme more than anything else. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was like a unique aspect of this movie. And I'd say like the two things I remembered the most were like as a kid, like looking back, were like the the RV scene with the Bigfoot specifically. And always the one line that sticks in my head from this movie that I will repeat, like I've repeated forever, is like the leaning tower of Jesus. And the way like the way cheese looks in this movie and that Mm -hmm. character. Bobby like I could I could have said like I can tell you exactly what he looked like because he's so distinct and he's such a distinct character we didn't really talk about him a lot but he's such Mm -hmm. a distinct character and so those two things and the way cheese very it's very weird looking in this movie it is very like stringy and melty and especially the easy cheese can yeah yeah the cheese can that was very memorable for me too Mm -hmm. um I think as he has like a more prominent role in the second movie, so that's probably why you remember yes. him so well. I remember him in the college, and I'm pretty sure he's in like a fraternity or something like that. Oh, uh-huh. I've never. Okay, so can you give me like a quick preview of what the second movie is? Because I did not see that. Yeah, so extre- an extremely goofy movie came out in 2000. It was like a, a direct-to-video uh, movie, mm. and it basically Max goes to college. And he's there with PJ's there. Bobby is there. And Goofy, mm-hmm. of course, because he's very attached to Max. He's a single father. He gets like emptiness syndrome. And so he decides that he um, he like loses his job and he needs like a college degree to get a new one. So he decides he's going to go back to college. And so Goofy and Max are at college together. And that's kind of like the impetus for the, you know, the beginning of the movie. That's kind of how it starts. And um, so do they at this point have a good relationship? I assume that they do, but like, it doesn't matter how good your relationship with your parent. You do not want them coming to college with you. Like, yeah. I think that's. I think over Max. The line. Yeah, Max regresses a little bit with the uh, secondhand embarrassment of mm. his father, and um, you know, yeah. I he Max gets into a, a new hobby. It's not a new hobby because you see it a little bit here with skateboarding, but mm-hmm. Max gets really more so into skateboarding, and it's just you know. Um, Max is like a freshman in college. He doesn't want to hang out with his dad. So. Right. Yeah. He wants to be in like the X Games or something. Um, yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah, so like yeah, Bobby's a much bigger character in in the second one and I I specifically just remembered his obsession with cheese and like I yes. I remembered how cheese looked in this movie and how like you'd Ugh. expect pizza to have this huge piece of stringy cheese coming off of the end of it and like real life pizza you usually isn't usually like that. Um but I I really enjoyed this movie. I think the music 
like after you said that Karen about it being like particularly like Broadway-esque and like um very theatrical it definitely stuck with me a bit more and it made a lot more sense because if you're comparing this to like an iconic like like Lion King or Aladdin or like the songs mm-hmm. are not on that level of course they're not on that level but they yeah, are I mean they're not memorable. written by Ellen John Exactly. They're not they're not made by Elton John. So they're not gonna be on that level. But like when you think of the fact that like Powerline is supposed to be like a Michael Jackson figure and like it does make sense and the songs are really good. Um so I would say like I did I really enjoyed the movie and I think like I said with the fan servicey stuff, like the the goofy laugh and and those types of little pieces, I think it does hold up. Um, and I, uh, one of my favorite things about a children's movie, don't give me a children's movie that's like over two hours, people. It's not okay. <laughs> this had a good run time. It was like it a solid hour, 15, hour 20. Love that. It did. I know. Mm-hmm. It did have a good run time. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else, any other details that we have missed that you would like to bring up uh, before I give a couple of my uh, fashion picks? I mean, with the cheese, um, that is, that was the payment required for Max to be able to pull off that school assembly. The easy cheese can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like, did you bring it? And then as soon as Max hands it over, he's squirting it in his mouth. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so gross. I've never had cheese whiz like that. You've never had it? No. I, oh, no. I, I thought that was a thing just on that movie. No, no. no easy, that's there's an American thing. There's a thing called thing. easy cheese, Yeah. A thing called Easy Cheese, and it was like like a like a can of like whipped cream, like it kind of shot out of the end of a and uh, what is it, whatever that type of can is, aerosol can, yeah, yeah, and it would like shoot out of the end of it, and you'd put it on like crackers, and I remember like begging my parents to get, it, and it's like it's fucking disgusting. It tastes yeah. like. Do you remember as a kid? Those little packs that you'd bring to for like lunch or something at school, and in one side it would have like Toll House crackers, and on the other side it had oh, cheese, yeah. and then it had the little oh, yeah. spreading the little, stick, the little stick, the, the little, little red spreading stick. stick, and you spread yeah. the crackers with the cheese. But it's like, I don't think it can be considered cheese. I'm pretty sure it's called yeah. cheese product. You know what I mean? Karen's <laughs> disgusted. She's like Canada would never. No, we have those. She's like, she's like, no, I would never. Or, yeah, yeah she's like, those. do you know who our uh, our PM is? He's the zaddy AF, so. <laughs> she's like, I brought brie to school. Thank you. Like, actual cheese, not nasty yeah. processed garbage yeah. cheese. It's like, yeah, I definitely, I definitely had those for lunch as a kid, and I definitely had, like, Lunchables. My parents mm-hmm. did not, like, they were kind of, like, lazy lunch makers, so um, mm-hmm. I did have that stuff, but I did not hear of an aerosolized version of cheese. Yeah, until you're today. lucky. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was called Easy Cheese, but I know like Cheese Whiz is like I think the I think Easy Cheese was like the brand or something, but it, yeah. it definitely existed. Yeah, yeah, for sure it did. Talking about parents, um, did you either of you have a memorably bad um, family vacation that you got forced onto? Because I can go first. Once upon a time, <laughs> my family and I uh, were talking about going on a family vacation, and my parents were like talking about going to Vegas didn't happen we wound up going on a road trip to Vermont and Maine worst trip I've ever been on in my life it was horrible it was in November so it was frigid cold we go to Vermont and we look at like covered bridges then we go to Maine and and it's literally the coldest place I've ever been and it was horrible 
And I don't even know what we did because I was just complaining the entire time. And all I was thinking about was we were supposed to go to Vegas and I got dragged on this vacation. It was literally the worst vacation I've ever been on in my life. My mom still, well, you know, we haven't talked about it in a while, but she'll know what I'm talking about when I, when, if she listens to this, because <laughs> it was painful. We, yeah. We've like looked at covered bridges. The, we did go to like, um, the only good thing was I think that we went to the Ben and Jerry's. Um, oh, uh, yeah, in Vermont. In Vermont. Factory. I think that was the only mm-hmm. thing. Maine will never go again, ever. V- Vermont, I would go again, too. And I had I had gone to Maine again. That's a different story for a different day. But, um, but Maine, I'll never go. How about you guys? Anybody been on a horrible, awful vacation with your family? Um, we went... I don't know that it would be considered a vacation. So basically a lot of my vacations as a kid were like going to camping. We were pretty poor. So we didn't have like the money to be going to like Florida. Like my friends were constantly off to Florida, like Disney and everything. I went to Disney once or I think I was like one the first time we went in like six the second time. And that was the only two times we'd ever gone to Florida. Um, So our normal trip was like camping. And one trip I remember, I want to say we went to like the Jersey Shore, but I don't know where it was. I know it was like some type of boardwalk or something. And um, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, my dad wanted us to get those like caricature drawings, me and my brother. He wanted us to sit for those portraits, right? I was really young and I was a brat. And when I didn't want to do something, I didn't want to do something. And I refused. Like, I absolutely refused to sit and do this portrait. And he was like, fine. And he, like, made us leave and go home that day because I refused to sit for this portrait. I honestly think that's, like, an overreaction on his part now looking back. But also it was definitely partly my fault because I don't know. I think it was, like, six or seven. Like, you can't. I'm a little brat. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What about you, Karen? Any terrible, terrible vacations? I don't think so. I mean, I remember going on a trip to Yellowstone National Mm. Park, but I didn't know what to expect, and I didn't know what that was. I was like, why are we going on this long road trip to some, like, and I was uh, maybe 16, 15. Oh, that's not the kind of road trip you want to go on as a 16-year-old, though. Yeah, I might have been a little younger. But Mm -hmm. I I feel like I was 14 or 15, maybe even. Because we went to this, we went to the park, and then there was, like, this junior ranger, like, uh, scavenger hunt where you would, like, I don't know, collect something like at different stops. And I was just young enough to, like, be still, like, into it. To, to get the little badge, but I was, like, a little too old to be, like, I was old enough to be thinking, like, I'm a little too old for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the road trip there kind of sucked just because I didn't know where we were going. And so it was a lot of, like, driving by farms, grassy hills, farms. Yeah, especially Montana, out west. More farms. Yes, and out so, west and in the middle of the country, there's, like, nothing Yeah, there. like, well, I didn't see anything new, but then once we actually got to Yellowstone, like, that was very cool. So then mm-hmm. coming back, I was a little more excited because I took photos and mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. So, I mean, it wasn't a bad trip. I've never had a really horrible vacation. I'm, I'm really lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think I just really hate road trips. Like even the trip to Boston, which is like five hours, is too far away for me. We're talking about family vacations, though, right? Yes. Yeah. No, that was a family okay. vacation, and I was 
I was in my teens. I don't remember uh, exactly how old, but it was um, awful. Bad Despicable. things happen in your teens. It's just a bad time. Yeah. Yeah. But. No, um, I definitely think the worst trip I've ever been to was in my adult life. Not definitely not in my teens. Like that was that was like bliss compared to the trips I went on as an adult. Mm-hmm. But that's like for another time. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah, you said you had some fashion uh, things to bring up. Yeah, yeah. So just like, you know, I, you know, we do our fashion hour, Karen, where we talk about our most notable 90s outfit. We call it the Rachel Green um, outfit. Award. Wait, award. What? (laughs) (laughs) What do we call it? The Rachel Rachel Green Award. The Rachel Green Award for most 90s outfit. Um, so I'm not going to give like the full deets. I just have one that particularly stood out as like a very 90s outfit. Aside from Max's red hoodie and like blue pants, which it was a a carbon copy of Corey Matthews Mm -hmm. outfit. Um, I felt like Stacy, who we didn't talk about Stacy all that much. And that is um, Roxanne's BFF, who's like the class president and invited like the entire school to her party, <laughs> which like seemed like a lot. And but her and Bobby have a romance at the end. Her, her and Bobby like me and they're like, oh, I haven't seen you before. <laughs> I mean, she looks she seems like an overachiever and he seems like a, like an underachiever. So I don't know how long that's going to last, but. Uh, maybe they're just cool for the summer, um, as the kids say. So <laughs> I felt like Stacy was just dazzling in her like white bucket hat with a little flower on it. And she was wearing like a blue blazer because she's the class president and she's like in charge. And she was wearing like a light red shirt and like some big wide legged red pants. And I just like really liked her vibe. And I felt like. It felt very, like, Blossom slash, like, 90s, like, power suit moment. So I, I, w- I was appreciating Stacy's luck. Uh, she was suffering with those metal braces. As we all did. As we all did, because goodness knows there was no Invisalign back in the day. Oh, I wish, yeah. Yeah. No, I loved um, her outfit, and I specifically appreciated the hat because, girl, I rocked a bucket hat. And that was – it's more like a yeah. – it's more it's, rounded and, and yes. it has like a brim on like a, yeah, a bucket yeah, hat, yeah. but maybe bucket hat's not the right word. It's like a boating hat almost. Boating hat. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Could the be. Could be. The front. I loved it. Yeah. And then um, I did have like a um, a Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award. So this is something that you can see definitely come into today and nobody would bat an eye. And I... I was going to give this to Roxanne with her gorgeous flowing locks that looked like she just went to the dry bar for a blowout. <laughs> and she was wearing these, this like cute green t-shirt with these like little purple earrings, some dark wash, high-waisted denim shorts that uh, probably hugged her backside very nicely. We did not see kids show and all. And then uh, some white ballet flats. And I thought that she just looked fab. Like, we could totally see somebody wearing this today, and nobody would even bat an eye. Yeah, specifically her hair. It had such volume. Yes. Um, I really appreciate that, appreciated that about it. And you know what? I appreciate yeah. that she's, like, she's a curvy girl, you know? She got the yeah. hips. She got the badonk. Like, she was yeah. rocking it. Yeah. 
Did either of you see any other outfits that kind of stood out um, as something that, you know, you appreciated? Uh, I mentioned before that. (laughs) Yes, definitely the Ariana Grande look. Of course. Um, And then, like, for me, Goofy's outfit just stands out. That's like his his signature outfit. Um, But I hate it. And then um, Powerline was rocking that like that outfit. It was very like 90s music star um, type of like suit, you know, suit costume almost. Um, and the crazy hair. Like I, I loved like, you know, how much gel was probably in Powerline's oh, yeah. hair, you know. Buckets. Yeah. 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 I mm-hmm. loved it. So, um, yeah, that's like the Goofy movie, guys. This was like a lot of fun. I love the Goofy movie. Um, maybe we'll have a reunion and do an extremely Goofy movie, especially if you haven't seen it, Karen. Yeah. Yeah, I we'll have to, we'll have to, love to do to that in uh, 2022. <laughs> 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 we have to book her that far in advance. Uh, yeah. So, Karen, since you're such a busy bee, do you want to share with everybody what you're up to? Because I just finished today um, your new project. So... Please share. Oh, okay. Well, I just dropped a tarot card. I say tarot because I feel like that's what Sarah would say. Uh, Tarot (laughs) card reading podcast on the Wombat Water Network. We'll call it that. Network. Because uh, now we You guys got, so fucking fancy network. No, I just called it that. It's just on our Wombat Water feed. Um, but now we have officially three different types of podcasts on this Wombat Water uh, universe, in this Wombat Water universe. Uh, mm-hmm. So we've got Wombat Versus, Wombat Water, and now Wombat Party is our new podcast. And it's we've fun. got some friends together to answer some list, uh, listener submitted questions. About love, life decisions, careers. It was some, like, deep stuff, but um, we made it fun, I think. Uh, What did you think of the episode, Sarah? Yeah, I really liked it. So you had asked if I had any questions for the tarot cards. And, like, to be honest with you, I was afraid of the cards because I was just (laughs) expecting it to be like, Sarah, you're doomed. Like, you have, like, ten days left and... You're going to lose all your money and all of your teeth and like, you know, you're doomed. So I was too afraid to ask the tarot cards any questions. But um, Sergio, who was the I don't know, the tarot card reader was very reassuring. Um, It was more about like, this is not going to be your future. It was more so like, this is what you can make of your future, which I felt like was a lot more reassuring that than what I built up in my head. But um. You know, I also loved the 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 combination of tarot cards, like a more mystical force with real life advice that um, you and your two other co-hosts, Taylor and Alicia, gave because I felt like it like brought us back down to earth a little bit, but also had that like spiritual element. So using the cards to take a glimpse into the future and then you guys discuss like what they can take that information from the cards and how to really utilize it in their life so I like the juxtaposition of all that so I thought it was great like it was um 
It was really interesting hearing what everybody goes through because obviously it's what, you know, I was able to be like, yes, I I do. I do feel like I have that problem as well. Hmm. Um, so it it felt reassuring. Yeah. Yeah. And that ASMR with, uh, with Sergio shuffling the cards was just (laughs) on point. It was very satisfying to listen to. Let me tell you. Yeah. Maybe next time we can think of some questions that Goofy and Max could ask a tarot card reader. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Something, something a uh, a little lighter. We had very serious questions, but Mm -hmm. I think that if you're going to take the time and use the cards, then you better use the cards wisely. You know? Absolutely. Don't mm-hmm. ask questions you don't want the answers to. <laughs> That's true. That's yes. true. Cards don't lie. Um, yeah, so you can catch that podcast uh, at Wombat Water on Twitter, and Karen is at Air- at Careplane on Twitter as well. Oh, thank you. Um, I didn't even have to say you're welcome. My, my handle. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> I just, you know, I ha- luckily your handle's very easy. I don't, it's not like tough to memorize that one. <laughs> um, yeah. And then as for us on Shit 90 Shows Taught Me, uh, we have, let me think, what's coming up? We have Boy Meets World on Thursdays, Dawson's Creek on Mondays. Um, I'm not, I think this is going to come out on a Saturday. So I guess next up would be a Dawson's Creek podcast. We're having a lot of fun watching Dawson's Creek. The show is like absolutely wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we're having a lot of fun. It's um, I was just floored by episode three. And uh, yeah, it's only episode three. So <laughs> yeah, we're three episodes um, more deep to come. wild. More to come. Um, yes. So you can find us at Shit 90s Pod uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and then if you have any questions, any concerns, feedback, you know, all that fun stuff, shit90spod at gmail.com. Uh, and I think that's, I think that about wraps it up. We'll be back again with Dawson's Creek and Boy Meets World content. And just keep an eye. We always have some bonus content coming out. So I'm sure there'll be more in February. Yeah. See you later, guys. Bye, everybody. Conspiracy theory that the host sounds better than the guest. That's ridiculous. It's the microphone. That makes no sense that it would matter. Whatever. (laughs) We've had this argument before. Yes, but we're both co hosts, so what does that have to do with anything? No, like the host of the program. But we're both co-hosts. Are you saying it? Well, I don't. I think Sarah must feel like you are the. the I am not the host. I introduce her as the co-host. Person that (laughs) enters the information into the computer program. Well, that's just an administrative duty. That's not a host duty. No. Yeah. You want people are so annoying. The like the host. What host? Like. Like the person, like that, um, like, like when we were using that other thing, I like Zencaster, like the person okay. that has the setup of the Zencaster. So that's fair. There is a host in Zencaster, but with Discord, yeah. there certainly isn't because we both just hop in and we're both listed as admins. I think, I think, Jess, your audio is better though than Sarah's. It must be just be the setup then. Like it's no, not. I think. So I, I do think that that has to do with the fact that I have to go like this. Yes, you are facing a different way. Yeah, you are faced away, and so the further away you are from your mic, the, the more trouble heavy it is. The but closer you are to your mic, the I more bass heavy it is. So if you want a rounder sound, you have to get close to the mic. Right. Oh, this is very uncomfortable.
Right. Well, then also sometimes she. No, but it's the it's her desk. Like the desk that she has, the arm can't connect in a certain way, and then she does the pop filter, which sometimes she hits. So they have to edit that out. You don't need a pop filter. Well, she should use the fuzzy ball, but she doesn't use the fuzzy ball. Okay. Pop filters are designed for a very specific. You literally buy a fuzzy ball for like two dollars on Amazon. Meanwhile, you're looking at like fifty dollar vases when you don't spend two dollars on a fuzzy ball for your microphone. (laughs) Called out. I'm just gonna call you out on this because they're so freaking cheap. It's literally like styrofoam for your microphone or foam, whatever this is. Anyway. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money. 